Hi, welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob Genius Podcast. We are rounding the corner on October, which means we are rounding the corner on 2023. Wow, it went by fast, didn't it? Yeah. But, um, this episode, what do we have this episode? Football, basketball, real estate, real estate scammers. Um, I even talk a little bit about Will and Jada. Yay. And at the end, I have a few things to say about the whole Israel thing. Um, now, in reference to that, I don't have any particularly profound statements. I'm just going to say what I feel comfortable saying. Um, but before I get to that at the end, um, I will say that it's important to look at all of the, 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 there are innocent people getting killed in all of this. People who did not sign up for what Hamas does. And there are people who have not, who did quite frankly, did not sign up for what the Israeli government is doing in retaliation. Um, there are people who have not signed up for any of the actions that have gone on over these last 75 years who, who get caught up in them and get killed. Right. Um, and it's important that we use that word, okay? Because I saw some, you know, reports or some, you know, news video saying that, you know, this is pretty telling, right? They say that you know, the Israeli people were killed, but the Palestinian people died, right? Whereas, no, the Palestinian folks got killed too, Hey. They didn't all kill over and die of natural causes, folks. They're killed in the attack. But, you know, I will delve more into that later. Uh, we're going to start off with, with the fun, goofy stuff. And that is the NFL and my gambling problems. Okay, so we're going to get into that now. All right, we'll be another two weeks of NFL. And, well, one week was good. Second week was bad. So, look, um beat the Falcons, even though both teams did their best to give the game away to each other, but the Falcons <laughs> thankfully made the last mistake and <clears throat> enabled the Commanders to win, and then just yesterday, the Commanders do what they do, which is they come off of a win, they walk into a game which on paper, should be very winnable against a not-so-good team. And they crapped the bed a few weeks ago with the Bears. And I think they hadn't won a game yet, but they beat us. <clears throat> and yesterday, it was the Giants. Um, the Giants have had our number the past few years. No matter how bad they are against the rest of the league, they always seem to play well against us. Yesterday was, well... I wouldn't go as far as say they played well. They played okay, but we played like crap. And so they lost 14 to 7. Um, <clears throat> if we just even played okay, they they would have won. This is, I mean, what are we doing? And look, it's account. Okay, I'm officially on the fire Ron Rivera train now. Look, I was content letting the season play out and then just kind of letting them, you know, walk off into the sunset. Now I'm like fire to do now. Get him out of here. Hey man, Jack Del Rio. 
Maga Jack. We got. I mean, we're supposed to have a good defense, and they're not good. They stink. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Um. Not good. Not good. So we are three and four. Could have been four and three, but now we're three and four. And next week we got the Eagles, who we barely lost to a few weeks ago. But now they're they're rolling now, so they're probably gonna they're probably gonna kick our asses. They'll be three and five. And and then from there, look, yeah, it's it's time. I mean, I'm not saying tank, but there's some clear problems and issues that, that Rivera is just not the man to do things with. So <clears throat> and I, I can't see any way in which they Yeah, I can't see any way in which they turn this thing around this season. Um, seven wins, sure, maybe. Not it. And, look, Rivera has been a 500 type of coach. <clears throat> Except for a couple of years of Cam Newton. Um, so, if you want to get better, then we got to get somebody different. You gotta get rid of Mega Jack, defense coordinator. As far as Eric Bieniemy, um, man, I mean, you know, we were all talking about him taking over for Rivera. Um, as offensive coordinator, some of these plays that they've been calling just kind of leave me wondering, like, okay, I'm not sure about all this. So who knows? Um, it is a little different coordinating an offense when you don't have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. You don't you don't have a good offensive line. Our offensive line stinks. <clears throat> so we need better coaching, but we need better offensive line. We need better linebackers. We need better secondary. I mean, it's just it's it's yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah, maybe we get seven wins. Maybe. And that's you know we'll see. But it's time. It's time to, to, to get these guys out of here. It's also been a terrible gambling week for the past couple of weeks. Yikes. Um, like, well, you know, the weekend before, you know, college the college games went really well, but then the NFL games were terrible. This weekend, this past weekend, everything was bad. So, I'm going to rethink and recalibrate here. And um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yikes. But anyway, that's, that's your uh, football here for the, the last two weeks. Um <clears throat> Gotta figure something out here. Uh, with this, <laughs> with these gambling picks, because like, I did a ten-team parlay this weekend. You know, I think go big or go home, and I went home. <laughs> yeah, not good, not good. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move on. All right. Well, football is, of course, well underway, but basketball is about to start, and. One of the things that kind of got me, kind of got my attention was this whole debate over load management. Um, because, well, load management's been a controversial thing because it's resulted in star players like LeBron, Steph Curry, etc., being just, you know, sat down or not dressed for games even, which has led some fans and some media folks to not be happy because 
know, the idea that you know you if you can only afford to go to one game a season, which is the case for a lot of people, and you go to see LeBron or you go to see Steph Curry or you know insert name here and. Instead of LeBron, you get, you know, Larry Jones playing that night. Well, you're not going to be happy, and you're not going to, you know. And, look, obviously, look, if LeBron is injured and can't play, or Steph Curry's injured and can't play, or, you know, Giannis or whoever, then that's different, right? I mean, you look, you got your ticket. That's the, that's the ticket you could get. Maybe that's the only night you could go, and you just kind of suck it up and go. Look, they're not injured. And they're sitting in the street clothes the whole game, not injured. And that's the one game you could go to. Yeah, it's it is, you know, understandable that people are not gonna be happy about that. And you know, we've been told supposedly that, you know. This is a necessary part of, you know, strategy for the season that it preserves, you know, the health of your team, all that kind of thing. And yet, well, one, you know, everybody that goes to an NBA game is not going, you know, like they're not necessarily... You know, they're fans of the team, you know. All right, like everybody's not, you know, dialed into how far the team goes that season or whatever. Some people are just there to see the stars and see some entertaining basketball, and that's it. You know, they're not. And those people, you know. And you have, you have to give them a really good reason as to why you would sit LeBron or Steph Curry or Giannis, you know, or James Harden, why you would sit one of them if they're able to play. And the only justification is, is for those people who are, you know, dialed in and invested into the success of the team for the season that's the only explanation that tracks, right? Like, as a Knicks fan, I'm invested in, you know, the Knicks winning as many games as they can and going to the playoffs and winning a championship. Okay, you could sell me on load management for those reasons. However, somebody who just likes Julius Randle, if Julius Randle's their favorite player, or R.J. Barrett's their favorite player, they just want to see them play, then no, you, you, you're not going to sell them on load management. But even for me now, you know, we got evidence now that load management just is not succeeding the way that it's been cooked up. And what I mean by that is that, you know, supposedly it was supposedly this thing that was, you know, again, preserve the health of players, cut down on injuries, and it has not. It has been proven to have not. Um, 
injuries are happening just as frequent with load management as they did before. But, um, look, me being a numbers nerd, you know, I was definitely hip to the idea that load management might be a thing that, you know, would make sense. But now that we have evidence that it, it doesn't really change anything, yet me being a scientist at heart, you know, when you get better information, you change your approach. But now, you know, we have a bunch of people who have decided that this is that load management is the thing to do. It's become a league wide thing. Um, and <clears throat> that's funny because these guys, these are also some, some self proclaimed smart guys, smartest guys in the room, etc. They're and a lot of these guys are also math nerds, and. They, but they are believed. I mean, they, they believe that they're right. And that's one of the things about so-called, you know, smart guys is that when they, you know, they believe in their own intelligence to the point where they believe that when they have come to some conclusion that it's right because hey I'm smart I'm a smart person so therefore you know, if I did this research and I came to this conclusion and I found this answer, it must be right. Because, hey, I'm a smart person. And I'm telling you this as, as somebody who has, yeah, um, who has <laughs> fallen into that trap. And you have to, you know, you have to open, you have to never stop being open to the possibility that you might be wrong. You have to be willing to accept the possibility, the likelihood, that you don't know, that there is no answer that you can find, that you can think of. Um, you just, that's part of science. Part, part of science, good science, is realizing when you don't have the answer. Good science is understanding when you are wrong. And when and when the answer you came up with is not correct, and, and getting a better one. And so these guys who you know call themselves data scientists, um, you know they've done enough work to reach a conclusion, and they believe it to be right. And and so they sell and they've sold a bunch of people on this conclusion of theirs, and. You know, and there's been, you know, look, there have been financial resources for the teams that they work for invested in this whole thing. There's been time invested in this whole thing. They, they believed that they were right. 
Yeah, they have sold all these people on, on them being right. When in fact they should have just said that this is something that we're going to try and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then we'll go back to the drawing board. Instead, now it did. It worked for the first people to do it were the Spurs on it, Popovich. And why did it work? Well, it worked because he had a bunch of old guys like you know Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, you know. And yes, those were guys who were old guys and Tim Duncan, who no, you could not push them for eighty-two games and then expect them to be have energy for the playoffs because they're old. They were old, right? But. That wasn't about injuries. It was more about energy. And so other people copied it because, you know, the Spurs won a bunch of stuff. And that's kind of what sports are. You know, the phrase copycat league, right? Um, it comes from the fact that people, you know, when somebody is successful with something, the rest of the league copies it. Usually with diminishing returns. But in this case, you know, we have pretty solid proof that load management does not cut down injuries. So it's time to stop doing it. It is time to start thinking about your customers. That doesn't mean you did, doesn't mean that you don't take precautions. It doesn't mean that you're not smart about it, things. Um, doesn't mean that one of your players is hurting, and you have like you know back-to-back -back games, and maybe he could gut it out, but you'd probably be better off sitting out the second one or the first one than. Yeah, you can still be smart and do that, but, you know, setting guys who are perfectly healthy for the sake of load management is just something that needs to stop. Because this is a sad case of, you know, what my dad used to say, people being so smart that they were stupid. And or when people tell you that, like, the smartest people are make the biggest marks, well, as an example of that, because, again, smart people are quite often convinced, they are so convinced of their own intelligence that they believe they're right about everything. And again, I'm saying that as someone who has, who has, who hasn't fallen into that. Um, but the real smart thing to do is to say, hey, you know, we were wrong about this thing, so we're going to change our approach. Like That's the way that you should do it. So we'll see who is the brave front office that decides that, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. And yes, they're going to get frowned upon by their contemporaries. And as soon as one of their players gets injured, there's going to be a big fight. I told you so. But you should do it anyway. Again, we have the proof that it doesn't work. Okay, so... And don't make a big announcement out of it because, you know, just quietly stop doing it. And then maybe after the season's over, you say, hey, we stopped. But that's what I think, you know. We'll see what happens. Anyhow, let's move on. All right, so, um, well... Stick with the music, because um, well, well, Will Smith is a rapper still, and a few weeks ago, some idiot, you know, 
refer to him as a failed rapper, which is just, I mean, seriously. If Will Smith failed at rap, then who succeeded? No. But anyway, um, I listened to the Rolling Stones because um, they apparently have a new album out. Um, I gave it a listen while I was in the car Saturday. And you know what? I kind of liked what I heard. It sounded pretty good to me. But I will say that this, well, it's kind of weird, really. You know, with, well, not weird, but it's kind of testament to these kind of legacy groups that have been around forever. That, you know, you got this catalog of hits and, you know, you want to keep making music because why not? And as a fan, it, I guess it's, it's, it's really a struggle for me sometimes to really get into people's new stuff, you know, and not just want to play the hits over. And this is true, like, I mean, you know, U2 is at a point, they're my favorite group, but, you know, they're doing this whole residency thing at the Sphere in Las Vegas, and they're, they're playing Octung Baby songs from 30 years ago. Why? Because that's what people want to hear. Okay. And, you know, they've been, their last album, like their last album that was like a current hit, or I said it was a hit at the time where it was released, was How Did This Man on Atomic Bomb, which was 2004. Right? Um, they made three albums since then. One of them was terrible. Um, no Line on the Horizon. That was bad. Now, the next one was Songs of Innocence, which was okay, but forgettable. And then, and which was the one that was downloaded on people's iPhones, you know, and that people got real pissy about, which I don't understand. Been giving some free music on your iPhone, what's the problem? Um, you can just not listen to it. But anyway, um, that was okay, but forgettable. But the whole iPhone controversy made people just shit on it. And then, and them, and honestly, their reputation has kind of taken a hit since then. With, I guess, people under the age of 40. <laughs> um, but for me, um, you know, and then their most recent one was Songs of Experience, uh, which I thought was a legit good album, one that you could put alongside their other ones, right? But. while I think it was a legit good album you know I played Joshua Tree again before I played that one I played Octung Baby before I played that one you know I played Boy you know War played those albums before I played that one you know it's just Yeah. It's just it's just different, you know, and it, it's you know look at this is age. Like I mean, I, I've said a million times that you know I've kind of moved on from current music for the most part. 
you know, there are times when I kind of wish I hadn't, but there are also times when I'm glad I did. Like with this Doja Cat lady. Um, yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. I, 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 I think you should, if you're, you know, you should just keep making music, keep making music till you can't anymore. And hopefully something will catch on. Hopefully, you know, there'll be some hidden gems maybe or something that, you know, that will catch on and we can enjoy what you're doing in your later years. Cause a lot of these folks, look, look, you're a better musician later after experience than you were when you were 20. Right. It's just, I guess what's, what's, what's missing when you're 70. It's just like the kind of that vibrant energy, you know, and so you trade that energy for experience for being, you know, better and smarter at what you're doing. Um, but I think, I think, you know, in its own way, it's cool to see an artist go through different stages of life. You know, Smokey Robinson just did a, um, one of those NPR Tiny Desk concerts, right? And he played mostly, you know, stuff we know and love from him. He also played a couple of new songs. Um, and he was very smart to put the two new songs in the middle so that you had to sit through them, right? <laughs> so that you couldn't just, you know, if you put them at the end, you know, you can just stop the video. If you put them at the beginning, you can try to fast forward past them, right? He put them in the middle, so you had to sit through them. And they weren't bad, you know, they were fine. Um, but, you know, you should, as long as you're able, keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Um, is it going to stand out from the, you know, your best, most popular stuff? Probably not, but keep going, man. Keep going till you can't, because you know what? When it's over, it's over. So I, you know, and some stuff may not get properly discovered for years. It may not get properly discovered after you're gone. But you know, keep keep doing it. Just put it out there. Why not? And. I think the Foo Fighters got something, either something that just came out or is coming out soon. Um, and just, yeah, keep going. Just keep, why not? It's art. It's something, it's something you love to do. Keep doing what you love. That's the way I see it. Alrighty, what's next? So, we finally got the answer. It's a question that has been bugging some people for a while now. And that question is... Would you rather take $500,000 or dinner with Jay-Z? Well, Jay finally answered the question. And here it is. There's something interesting online, Jay. I'd love to hear what you think about this. If you had a choice between getting paid $500,000 in cash or lunch with Jay-Z, yeah. which would you choose? You got you to gotta take the money. Or you know what I'm going to say? You know what I mean? Everything now I'm going to say? No, no, only because people say... Of course, you take you take lunch with Jay Z because the wisdom that you would get from him would would be so uh, beneficial to you. It would yeah. only be a matter. You but, would take the money. Yeah, because you, you got the you got all that in the music for, for ten ninety nine. That's a that's a bad deal. I would say I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Like, I don't take know. Take the five hundred thousand. Go buy some albums and listen to the albums. <laughs> it's all there. If you look, okay. if you piece it together and really listen to the music for the words for what it is. It's all there. Everything that... Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm sorry, that's hilarious. He, he basically said, of course you take the money, dummy. <laughs> like, 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 what, what? I mean, of course you do. And he said, take the 500000 go buy the albums and listen to them. Anything, anything I got to say worth hearing is on the albums. Which... I mean, how could you be thinking anything different? How? What? What? I mean, if you took lunch with him, he'd probably sit there and look at you like you were stupid the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there. I think did he write a book too? I think oh maybe he did. I don't know. But but so but basically between listening to the albums and reading stuff he or listening to stuff he said in interviews, etc. There's nothing else that man has to tell you. So if you turn down five thousand dollars to have lunch with him, he's probably going to call you stupid. Which is, which is exactly what I've been doing this whole time. Okay. I mean. I'm, I'm a fan of his music, right? He's probably the last rapper. And, and uh, what I mean by last is basically after him. You know, is where I kind of tapped out on trying anybody new. Or at least, you know, making any type of commitment to listening to anybody new as far as rap music um so you know i mean getting to sit in a room and maybe sit at a, at a luncheon or something and listening to him talk i mean if it's free sure right if it was part of some thing that i already paid for sure but I wouldn't turn down half a million dollars just to sit there with him. Again, he'd probably look at me like I'm stupid. Uh, I mean, that is pure just, you know, celebrity worship there. And yes, I mean, do we, being a big fan of somebody, is there some level of kind of celebrity worship that goes on? Sure. Right? I mean, yes, there is. Okay. There, there is, you know, a level of fandom that goes above just simply liking the music that they do or the books that they write or the wrestling matches that they have. Yes. Okay. And if you, if you hit that level of fandom, there's a certain kind of over-admiration that people engage in, and I'm guilty of it. Okay. I'm not about to sit here and pretend that I'm, you know, above it all. But... I can't think, look, I would not turn down half a million dollars for lunch or dinner with any of my favorite wrestlers, favorite writers, favorite singers, favorite actors, rappers, whatever. Okay, no, I would not turn down $500,000 for dinner with any of them, okay, or lunch with any of them, okay? No, sorry, you take the money. Because like, like Jay said, everything he has to offer 
that might be of use to you in terms of advice or things to say or whatever, they're on the records. <laughs> I'm sure you could buy his whole album collection for like $200, you know, and you can keep the other 499000 um, $800. Okay. So come on, folks. I mean, look, look, it, and look, it's, you know, it's fine. It's like, it just does a dumb, silly thing. It's fine to ask. But if you're dead serious having a real mental debate over whether or not to do that, no, just stop it. Stop it. Okay. Just stop. Okay. Yeah, just no, just no, no, <laughs> just, just no. All right, I mean, come on now, just stop it. Anyhow, we got some more celebrity stuff to get into here. Not quite as silly. <laughs> um, okay, I guess. Well, I guess I should talk about Will and Jada. I guess. Um, trust me, I. I I think I may have mentioned it a little bit last time. I have no desire to spend a bunch of time talking about Will and Jada. Um, it's just, you know, maybe they stay together, maybe they don't. But whether they do, whether they stay together or not, they clearly are both on board for whatever it is they have. Okay. Um, they both cheated. They look sound like they've both been a little jerky to each other. Um, they have you know have this weird kind of thing going on, and it looks weird to us. Um, just you know, it's basically it's just living proof to the you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with folks. Um, at this point, you know, there hasn't been any stories about abuse of any kind or whatever. Um, so I, at that, you know, so I'm not going to call either one of them any type of victim here. Um, another, um, not at this point. I mean, they're both pretty hip, hip, hip to what each other do. And... They both stayed with this long, with each other this long. And again, um, look, staying, staying with somebody through and after infidelity is a personal choice. And once you know about it, if you choose to stay with them, um, then I, you know, I can't get mad on your behalf. Sorry. Right. I mean, you know, Will was out here cheating. She stayed with him. She got in her entanglement, as she called it. He didn't leave. So they both done it to each other. At this point, they both, you know, at least for now, for the time being, it appears that, you know, they both made the decision that, hey, we're just going to have whatever this thing is we have. We'll keep it. Um... And 
they'd rather keep it than not. Or then go forward with something. Else. I don't know, man. But at this point, let me just say, you should really stop if you, you know, if you're out here, you know, planting the flag for either one of them or claiming either one of them to be some type of, you know, I don't know. You know, victim of the other person's, you know, stuff. Then at this point, I just, you know, I don't think you should. I think they're two adults. And it is what it is. Let them enjoy or not enjoy whatever time they continue to spend together. That's all I got, really. Yeah, no, I'm, oh, well, okay. Chris Rock still deserve to get slapped. Let me just say that, okay? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to say Will is a, just, I don't know if he's a simp or whatever, doing, I don't buy that logic, but Chris Rock been talking greasy about that one for years. He deserved to get slapped by somebody. If not Will, then by one of, by one of their kids, okay? So, it's real simple. Don't, you know, talk shit and get a hit, man. I still abide by that. And Chris Rock's been talking, talking, talking about that woman for years. So, hey, had coming, as far as I'm concerned. Anyhow, all right, um, let's move on, shall we? All right, now from basketball to real estate, uh, or real estate fraud. <laughs> okay, uh, this is radio host guy DJ Envy, who is a co-host of a radio show. And he's been on an investigation for fraud involving real estate. And now there's some videos of him um, walking around some lots or whatever with some, some other guy. And he is now basically, I think his, he's kind of putting the uh, I got tricked defense up there. While this partner of his was out here tricking other people as well. Um... Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. You know, there's that old adage. You know, you see, if you're sitting at the table with three other people, you know, look around the table. If you can't figure out who the mark is, it's you. And that's just one of those things. Um, Because, listen, man, um, you know, where I grew up in PG County, back, especially like back in the 2000s, there were all of these people trying to get you to do real estate. Hey, man, you need to flip these houses. Hey, man, you need no money down. You can get in, do this, 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 third, da, 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 da. Value always goes up, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, and then 2008, that crash happened. Listen, uh, just in general, take it from a math guy, <laughs> you know, and a self-proclaimed very smart person. Never trust a graph that only points up, or at least a, 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 a financial graph, graph graph of finances or you know rate of return or whatever. If it only points up, don't trust it. Anybody that comes to you talking about you know unlimited growth or guaranteed return or you know when they when they start talking that stuff to you, or oh, it's always going to increase. Don't fall for it, man. It's 
especially if they're asking you to give them some of your money. Okay. All right. Because look, when it comes to finances, when it comes to rate of return and all that type of stuff, what goes up will eventually come down and it doesn't go up forever. If it comes down at the wrong time, you're screwed. You know, period in the story. Um, and of course, that's how people get, you know what? That's how people get tricked out of their money, man. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody said that, uh, you know, if a rich person comes to you with an investment opportunity, uh, you are the opportunity <laughs> for them. And that's true. Um, remember, you got to ask yourself, why would, you know, why would they want to invest? Why would this person want to invest in me? Like, why would they want, why, why, why do they want me to do this so badly? Like, why are they so interested in getting me to go along with this? Why are they so interested in making me money? They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They are not interested in making you money. They're interested in making themselves money. Not you. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, if you get in at the right time, if you're the right person along, the, you know, if you're at the right spot on the, the the chain or the train or whatever, you, yeah, you might make some money, but it's purely coincidental. It is purely, you know, it's not by design. It's just because, look, no matter how big the scam is, yes, yes. Somebody manages to get out with some money. And sometimes it's not even scammers. <laughs> okay. Yes. Very true. But. You can't, you know, you, you can't. Um. You just, you, you can't, you know, believe in that stuff. It's like, look, man, you go to the strip club, you know, the girls are talking to you. Girls are sitting down at your table. Girls are having a good time with you. You know why? Because you're giving them money, okay? Um, and, you know, these... Again, these, these people that want you to make a real estate investment... Why do they want, why, why are they so interested in making you money? Because they're more interested in making, in you making them money. Right? That's what it is. So I don't know what's going to happen with DJ Envy. Um, he looks like an idiot. So look, he, either he's, you know, either he's lying or he's stupid. Either way, he's, you know, lost the trust of several people. So guys, remember, don't don't fall from look, my dad used to always tell me if it's too good to be true, it is. You know. And you know, he taught me really well about finances and about just who to trust and who not to. Um, the reality of making money is that actually one of the guys that he used to, you know, have me do my retirement stuff with said, If you want to make a lot of money, you either have to 
like in like stock market or investments or whatever, you either have to start with a lot of money or you have to have a lot of time. And by time means you need years. You need years for to, to you know to ride out the down periods and get back to the up periods. And then of course you have to be lucky to get off the roller coaster at a time where everything's high. That's you know that's what it is, uh, and that's just there's no other way there's no way around it. And you know the higher reward, the higher the risk. And that's all true. It's, it's still true today. There is no getting around that. You are not going to get around that. Okay. No, you are not going to make, you know, millions of dollars with some small investment. Okay. You're more likely to make a small investment and never get it back. Okay. Just remember that. Just remember that. Anyhow, enough of that money talk. Uh, let's see what else can we come up with for today. All right, getting back to the real estate thing for a minute. I want y'all to just listen to this. Just listen to this. Hey, I got my guy Caesar here. Now, it is the coldest day of the year. I'm buying my business. Caesar called me envy. I got a great crypto to look at. No, it's too cold. It is too cold. Two degrees, the coldest day of the year. You see, I got this. I got gloves. I got all types of stuff. Money got no temperature. Money has no temperature. So we're out right now. We're looking at this home in Jersey. It's an amazing flip. It's pretty much done. So if you want more information about real estate, like this flip right here, this one, how much do you think we can make off this flip? Three, 375000 You think we can make that much? Yep. All day. There's nothing to do here. Just put up the TVs and move in. All right, well, maybe it was worth it. I, if you want to learn more about real estate. Okay. Yeah. Money has no temperature. You don't have to do anything else. Just put up the TV. You can make $375,000. Unfortunately, there are people who, you know, don't know the ins and outs of this stuff and who fell for it. And there are no jokes to be made about them. And I feel sorry for them. Some of those people put money that they'd worked very hard to earn and save up into this thing. And now it's gone. Um... Nah, we'll laugh at the people who should know better and who thought that they were going to be the one to get in to you know get in the scam and not get taken. Now I will laugh at those people all day. Right, because there are fewer things funnier than somebody who thinks that they're, you know, pulling a fast one and they're actually the one getting the fast one pulled on them. I mean those people are funny because they're idiots. And, and they think they're scamming somebody else. But they're not. So you remember, you look around the room, you can't find the sucker, it's you. All right, I think that's enough for this episode. Um, I have not said anything about the, uh, the whole thing in Israel going on. Um, 
It's not that I don't have thoughts. It's not that I don't have opinions. It's just, for me, there's so much misinformation going around. There are, you know, who to believe and what to believe is a very tricky thing right now. Um, Particularly on Twitter, there are a bunch of different accounts who are just posting supposed news from this place or that place, and, and it's slanted, some of it's false. Um, there's really nothing to run. There's nothing you can trust there. And we're also dealing with a situation where the governments involved have not been exactly very trustworthy on, you know, either. When I say governments, I mean every government. I'm talking about from the Israeli government to Palestinian Hamas folks to our government to the other countries in NATO. Um, there's not really a whole lot of trustworthiness to go around here. Okay. My, my big over, you know, arching take on all of this is that it, it is high time for us citizens in all these countries to demand a change in policy. Now, what that change is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, don't necessarily have details to give you. But, or what choices should be made. But, um, I can tell you that we've been in a similar place policy-wise for 75 years. And 75 years in, we are getting the same results. We are getting, you know, so to me, it's just, if there's a thing we can agree on, I think it's a policy needs to change. We need a different policy. I don't know what that different policy is. I don't know, you know, but I know we're 75 years in of the same allowances toward, you know, the Israeli government. And we're 75 years in of trying to just have Israel defend itself against attacks and, you know, them retaliating. And 75 years of giving them more and more money and not getting any better results. And when I said, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not, I mean, and look, some of this is just that you're never going to get the people there to agree on what exactly is going on. The Palestinian people see it as an occupation and them being kicked off of land that they were living on. Um, and then there are people on the Israeli side who see it as, you know, hey, hey, we got to return to our rightful home after World War II, after we've been scattered across the globe and we're being, you know, exterminated in various ways. You know, we got to return to where we were from and reestablish our home base, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
and that's at the heart of this, that both you know nations feel that that is their land. Um, but it's not a kind of 50-50 even argument going on here. One side has significantly more military power than the other and has used it quite often. But that's about as far as I that's about as far as I can go here. Um, you know, I saw there have been a bunch of demonstrations and people calling for a ceasefire. Uh, I'm all for like look keep protesting folks. You know, policy needs to be changed. Gotta get keep protesting. Um but now I've seen in the past twenty four hours that, you know, people saying, well ceasefire is it shouldn't end with ceasefire. Right? Um so again, I don't know. Right. I don't think this is one of those situations where you can call anybody the good guys. There are innocent people. You know, there are innocent Palestinians, there are innocent Israeli people who are getting killed in, in these things. These, these attacks and retaliations. Um, they didn't ask for this. And I think at this point, you know, I, I'm not here to justify either of them. Um, look that's about the extent to which I feel like I can comfortably offer up anything intelligent to say here um, again policy needs to be changed you know every every from every detail every you know, root and branch of what we've been doing for 75 years needs to be changed doesn't need to be looked at, needs to be changed because we're not we're not one step further than we were seventy five years ago. So I'm here to tell y'all if if you've been out there protesting, keep it up. Keep leaning on these folks. And lean on all of them. You know. No no American politician should be off the hook here. This is not the time to, you know, criticize one party over the other. Okay, they're both complicit here in this one. And um, with that, it's probably a good time to call it a show. Um, Halloween will come and gone by the time you hear me again. So be safe out there for Halloween. Have a good time, whether you got kids or not. Um, I will wish a... And happy anniversary to my mom and dad. Of course, dad's no longer with us. Mom still is. They got married on Halloween. Uh, back in 1970. But um, guys, you know, as always, you know, I'll leave you with my usual sign off. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless you guys. Till next time.